Hi, I'm Danny Belvin. I'm Damika Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And maybe Santa putting coal in our stockings was a political statement. It could have been. It could I be. Mean, he he should have been a little bit more explicit. <laughs> could have saved a lot of heartache a long time ago. You haven't been great, but here's the message of wokeness. Coal bad. <laughs> coal is bad. Yeah. Coal is bad. I've been telling you for centuries. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that Santa was the most eco-friendly out here. He, he might be dressed in red, but he's hella green. It's true. As a kid, I used to always, like in a coloring book, color his outfit in full green. True story. I didn't like red. I think it was just like, I don't know. I was like, if our choices are red or green, I'm going to go with the green. Sometimes I would straight up, though, do blue with like silver instead of yes. white to get a Hanukkah okay. vibe going. <laughs> I did it more so for camouflage. You can tell a kid who grew up in the military family. I'm like, wait, you're trying to be unseen. But yet you're out here rocking velvet red, not even a dark red, but like cherry red. I'm not buying it. I mean... Yeah. What color is this sleigh? Is this sleigh red? It's is also too red. <laughs> <laughs> but she doesn't want to be seen. I don't know. I don't I'm know. like, if you're going to just go for it, do you like a candy cane motif all around? That's what I'm that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Wrap that sleigh. <laughs> exactly. Could you imagine how how hot would Santa look with just like candy cane suit head to toe? I'm all about it. So now he's a zaddy. So oh, yeah. he's a zaddy claw. Pepperminty zaddy claw. <laughs> I'm thinking quaffed beard. You know, yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. He obviously does. What is the thing that all people go with? It's like a cult, but they work out. CrossFit? Yes. There you go. He obviously, I'm just kidding. He obviously, I don't, I'm so unfit. I don't know the name of CrossFit. (laughs) Oh, it's okay. They're racist AF, so. Uh, On that happy note. Wow. This episode, I'm so sorry. I don't know how much of this is going to stay. Um, <laughs> so if you're feeling festive or anxious, <laughs> if you got any sort of Christmas feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We're, 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 we're apparently we're just over it. So take your chestnuts and roast them over the dumpster fire because we're ruining Christmas this year. Again. <laughs> Confetti, horns, and then the sad person who has to clean up all of our mess. Yeah. It's what's here. And, you know, we do all these things in in jest. But we talk about movies or music and about the holiday season. And we just just talk about our feelings because we do so much work and research. Sometimes it's just nice to speak from the heart. And sometimes that's what's in our heart is hate. And isn't that what Christmas is all about? (laughs) Not necessarily the hate, but, like, what's in our hearts. Yeah. Can't, like, Santa see through your body into what your true intentions are? Is that part of his shtick? I I mean, if it is, I don't know why that makes me really worried. (laughs) That makes you more, more or less worried than Elf on a Shelf. You know, so here's my thing. Disclaimer. Disclaimer yes. to anyone who returned to us for family friendly um, 
discussions of the holiday season, now might be a good time to to take your little ones away so that yeah. we don't accidentally ruin their Christmas. Yeah. yeah. Let's, let's, let's be responsible. I mean, I guess I don't know why you're little, but I, you know, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to I judge. mean, if you just searched Christmas on like iTunes, I guess it's not even iTunes anymore, um, Apple Podcasts, and, and this came up, and uh, then now's your, your chance to gracefully bow out. Okay. Not that we would know either way. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So okay. back to Elf on a Shelf. Yeah. What the heck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> like, so many levels. This damn elf has made my life so much harder. Yeah, it's your daughter. Like, I know she's not, like, she doesn't buy into the Santa trope. She doesn't. But what about Elf on a Shelf? Does she have, like, peer pressure about Elf on a Shelf? I need I to think, know what the, the temperature is on the ground there in the Pacific it, Northwest. Right, right, right. It is It is a lot of pressure. I think a lot of other kids talk about it. So in England, a lot of kids are talking about it. And I'm like, I'm not, I I cannot. And I think, I can't remember if it was my mother-in-law or my mom sent it. And there's a book. And I'm like, oh, with the little doll. And it's very cute. And we don't mind like reading it. And then the next day, Mariah apparently said that, told her class about it. They're like, oh, yeah. And, And the elf moves. And they're supposed to do things. And she goes, oh, mine is not working. <laughs> like, so I did. And then, and then trying to explain to her of just like the elf here is not to monitor behavior. They're just having a vacation because they work so hard. You know, she's little, little. And so it was just fun. And it was just something to kind of like lead up to it. But some of these y'all be wiling out. I see you on the social medias. Y'all are doing the absolute most like and and if you have fun with it, that's totally OK. But to say like one, they monitor your child's behavior. Um, I, I'm going to have to say yikes. Here's like a radical thought instead of Elf on the Shelf or Santa. Why not? Why don't we just teach kids to be good people? Because it's like a good thing to do and like be a dick to someone who deserves it. But like try to be a good person. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know what it would look like. Someone, I don't know if you can see it because the reflection of my room. Yes. Someone sent me this today. <laughs> like, I don't know what my friends are thinking. It's like a, an elf on a shelf on top of a microwave. Um, and there is just like microwave popcorn everywhere. Like it's a naughty elf or something. I don't understand. I don't. They do naughty things. Like that's the thing. I've seen some people where they put like toilet paper all over their bathroom and then has the elf obviously posed as though they've done that. They're like naughty elf. Yeah, but who has to clean that shit up? Do the kids clean it up as punishment? I think some some people make the kids clean it up and it's like how good you're being clean it up. And then some parents they clean it up but i'm like i have just made more mess for myself i have enough real life unelf related messes to clean up in my house and so i, I haven't washed my baseboards in like a year <laughs> i don't need an elf on a shelf to add more more dirt in my house i just want to see a little elf place with a mini sponge like at your baseboard just covered in like cat hair <laughs> 
<laughs> Looking absolutely yeah. miserable. I don't know why I always go back to the baseboards. You would think I, if they bother me this much, I would just wash them. I feel like that's generational. I think someone generational put your fear of your baseboards. I definitely think that's a BIPOC thing about baseboards. Because I'm like, if I if we do our trim in dark, would it might not show the dirt nearly as much? And I'm like, that's the ancestors. Yeah. And here's my problem with that. This is totally tangent. Um, but... I have black cats and a white rabbit. So I'm going to have like hair showing up on anything. Like I got the whole range covered here. So (laughs) yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need an elf pointing out your, I don't, it can be fun. And I've seen it done very well where it's so Mm. much fun and they're they're hiding and they have little notes. And that's what I kind of, what I started doing, just hiding. And can you find them by the end of the day? And if you do, it's like, yay. And then it's like, we have like the rings where we count down to Christmas and we do that. We do our little advent calendar and that's pretty much the premise or they're just doing something silly. We'll hang it from a, 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 the ceiling fan or something fun like that. Uh, but she knows that they're a, that they're not watching her behavior and mm. they don't gauge how many presents she gets. It's just fun. And I don't, I don't know. It's behavior, behavior modification based upon you. If you are good, you get something in return as, as opposed to just like you said, like, what does it look like to just, behave and love and and listen for like safety and communication it's like i feel like that is more more radical and it doesn't it sounds utopian but i think it's just because when the elf leaves so does the motivation yeah so uh so we're all up in our christmas vibes already (laughs) all the feelings um plus i can't girl and i move i move around I don't know where that, I still don't know where the elf is right now. Well, you're not looking hard enough. Just follow the mess. (laughs) My whole house. (laughs) You say that and I like 100% don't believe you, Dominica. Um, Like, there's probably like one like jacket not hung up and Dominica's like, my house. I guarantee you would be shocked and slightly worried if you're at least in my kitchen. Be like, Damika, what did 2021 do to you? Stop cooking, Lord. So up in our feelings today, we're going to be going a revisit, a unicorn revisit, but with all new material. So we're talking about, uh, some people's favorite Christmas tradition, the Hallmark holiday movies, uh, breaking another record this year, 41 new Christmas movies on the Hallmark channels. I, so when we did this, I think it was our first, our first Christmas together, uh, 2018, was it 36? I should have looked back. It's, it was something like that. Yeah. And I, I think last year was 40. So they just added one more to be the record again. 41. How how did they do this during COVID? I have no idea. Cause you know, they're churning them out so quickly. My question is, is it's like. They have a lot of the same actors in in the movies. Are actors doing more than one movie a year? Or is it just like totally different casts for 41 movies? Girl, you know that they are recycling people. Like, you know, like that that set is like on a like a, just a lazy Susan. And they're just like, oh, quaint snowy village. 
quaint snowy small town, quaint snowy mountainside town, and it's just like a view master, and they just kind of like just switch to the next one. It's crazy, and I can't imagine the people I feel my heart goes to is people who run like sets and costumes and props, like. They're probably working on multiple movies. They're probably working their little heinies off. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of movies. I mean, who knows how long ago they started filming these? Because I think 41 movies in one year is just insane. That's insane. I mean, can you imagine how much they probably spent on artificial snow? Oh, yeah, because they're all like filmed in summer somehow. Like. Mm-hmm. Uh, One of the best things I read uh, that was talking about the ubiquity of Hallmark (laughs) movies was talking about specifically like how they try to conjure these feelings of small town, middle America in the winter while simultaneously being filmed in warm Vancouver summers. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's just so true and so poetic. I love it. Isn't it? I can't even imagine like having like holding your fake cup of coffee, like with your three layers of scarf fashion, right? Because that matters. Mm-hmm. And you're just holding it, like trying to be like, oh, just got to get, oh, just need a nice, burly, warm man to hold me. <laughs> so, so why? Why? Why are we even wasting our time talking about this? I brought it up to my husband that we were going to be covering this again. And he was just like, you already did this. And I'm like, you don't understand. This network is like the number one network for our demographic for like (laughs) women 19 to 54 or something, a huge swath. Um, It's like number one. There are a lot of people who watch these movies. Otherwise, they wouldn't make so many of them. Exactly. And it, and it is because it falls underneath so many categories of what do they say about the world? What window are they showing all of these women? Right. And I think it speaks to a lot of what they think women desire. But obviously, like you said, there's a supply and demand issue going on here. And what we also like to talk about is what they don't show and what mm. they don't have. And I think that's what's important to kind of bring up again. Like, you know, by all means, if you enjoy this and watching the countdown in the movies, like guilty pleasure, enjoy it. You know, I know my mom, she's a huge fan. Like there's no shade, but I think it's also bears to witness to question yourself. What is this saying about women? What is this saying about the holiday season? What is it saying about relationships? What is it saying to the norms? What is the sheer amount of kind of the same, same, just asking you to kind of, to, approach that question. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's also important to point out 41 new Hallmark movies. These aren't the only new Christmas movies of this sort of ilk that are coming out. Mm. Um, You know, we'll, we'll spend a little bit talking uh, of time talking about GMC, right? GMC. Great. GAC, GAC. And this new network and their 12 movies, but like Netflix, Hulu, Mm -hmm. all the streaming services release like movies of a very similar type of direct to their services this year. In fact, I saw some some that were like direct overlaps that were pretty much the exact same movie, um, (laughs) just with different actors. Like there's one. A Castle for Christmas, does that sound familiar, that I think is um, that is a Hallmark movie that's about a, a woman who's mistaken for 
a an event planner and like ends up at this castle in Ireland, you know, and falls in love with the Lord or whatever. It's just like the exact same movie on Netflix. I would rather watch the Netflix version because it start it has Carrie Ellis as like a Scottish, <laughs> a, a grumpy Scottish like Lord with a castle. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I I believe that somehow. <laughs> And I, and I read that his Scottish accent is atrocious, so that makes me want to watch it even more. I, I but there, but that's the thing we expect that. I think that's we're going in there and just yeah. being like, oh, this is this is going to be a travesty. There's always going to be one sex crazed best friend that's always going to push the the main character into doing whatever it is, and them complaining about singleness. It's a driving force, or 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 family and getting to know oneself. It's just. Very predictable, but you know, like I said, some people really, really enjoy it. It's crazy. So I thought we would just maybe pick apart just a few because we don't want to harp on it. Then we kind of want to talk about some of that this this new network coming out and what what is this actually saying. So I not that I want to give Hallmark any free advertisement. Love you. They don't need us. It's <laughs> they, fine. <laughs> they really don't. And and also they're also not impacted by our are questioning some of their, their taste level either. But I just, for me, I want to talk about Frozen in Love. All right. Give a, give me the rundown of Frozen okay. in Love. First, I just want to see that the picture themselves is this uh, obviously lovely white people on there with holding like some roller or not roller skates, ice skates in a in the background of a very snowy, iconic, whimsical, icy blue background. Uh, it's rated G. So you know. are they all rated G? I don't know. It's rated G, but here's the description. <clears throat> when struggling bookstore owner Mary and the bad boy professional hockey Adam are teamed together to help facilitate an image makeover for the other, they soon realize that opposites attract. Ooh. Mm, not the bad boy of hockey. <laughs> God, those hockey players are bad boys. To the bone. Who, who is in this movie? Anyone we would know? I don't know any of these people. And I, maybe that's what it is. I, maybe I just don't get out very much. Yeah, let me see if I can try to find Because um, I was kind of hoping that it was, what's her name? Candace Cameron. How do you say her married last name? Brule? No. The queen of Hallmark? Do well, I? Because she's actually married to a hockey player. So oh, is she? <laughs> maybe she wrote. Maybe I should see who wrote this. Maybe that's what I should be. Uh, does she not? I have to figure out if she has actual like stocks and claim executives. Because she. Do you want to talk about people who are in multiple Hallmark movies? Dot much less Christmas ones. She. I'm gonna give it to her. I can't even talk mess about her because the I the work ethic and the amount of work this woman puts into making these absurd amount of movies is insane yeah i think she, didn't she she was part of some launch this year when they started showing the movies october 22nd um she like flipped some switch or did something had some sort of like kickoff event with her i don't know why her but because she, oh, I'm, I'm hoping that the lights like all kind of conglom together to form her face on a tree. <laughs> she is like the front runner for all Christmas Hallmark movies. Like I want to talk miss, but I'm, I'm afraid she has a mafia that will come after me. <laughs> mm. Well, here, so here's a thing that relates to our larger conversation about mm. the issue of Hallmark movies. So, 
Hallmark movies, there is very much this this ethos of like conservative, family friendly values, and <laughs> I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. All the oh, like yeah. air quotes happening. Yes. Um, but I think she. So she is like super Christian, right? She and is. she has like, you know, all these like values, but I think she she sways a little bit more, not not necessarily liberal, but maybe a little left of center um in some of her things and she she came under scrutiny a year or two ago because she posted a picture of her and her husband. She's been like happily married for like 20 years or something maybe even longer. And she posted a picture of her and her husband and her in like as a joke her husband like put his hand on her boob or something and like people were pissed. And mm. she's just like I am literally a married woman. Like I am married to this man. Like you think he's never like touched me there? <laughs> and also it was a joke and like also it wasn't like super lewd. I don't understand what like the issue is here. Um, but I think the fact that she was under such scrutiny speaks to the type of values um, mm-hmm. that people expect from Hallmark and by extension from her. Exactly. There, I mean, there's a level of, I'm saying like squeaky cleanness, cleanliness yeah. that is expected of the, the content of Hallmark that I'm I guess in my mind, I don't think I would necessarily have my kid watch some of these movies anyway because of the perpetuation of like the culmination of the apex being a relationship. And mm-hmm. so it's like that is interpretive, isn't it? And the I'm kind of saying that these are the values that people are desiring and people off camera also have to exude these levels of purity that is kind of like pushed upon from the hallmark channel because it's i don't know miss candace she's been through it because her brother was also like super cameron yeah oh my god (laughs) don't even get me started i I know i know i know we don't have time i don't want to get too much off but do you know like that that's the family that's the stock she's coming from and i do Mm -hmm. like i said i and of course she's on fuller house and full house like she is just constantly held to a ridiculously high standard you know and she's she's a a blonde white girl like you know um okay so back to frozen in love (laughs) um (laughs) i i just looked it up and it's rachel lee cook i had such a crush on her she was um josie from josie and the pussycats she was uh yeah she was marianne in the babysitter's club movie no she was she's all that girl yeah, no, that's her. Is that her? Yeah. She doesn't look like her in these pictures. She looks like generic white woman number three. But <laughs> no, sorry. Who else? They did her. Huh. I'm shook. She does not look like herself in these Mm-mm. photos at all. No. Wow. All right. Well, there we go. Now I'm kind of the ground underneath me has been taken out from me. I, she, I can't believe how not herself she looks like. Yeah. So that's nuts. I, I will also say what also might lead to the sheer amount. Sorry. There's a, m- a movie called A Dickens of a Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, some of these movies are also sequels. Or like part twos of some of the other Christmas movies, which also might be the reason why they're able to pump out so, so many. Uh, because there was like a sister swap 
holiday one than a sister swap in the city. I do not know the premise, uh, but <laughs> I don't. I, I'm afraid. To I mean, read into that, that doesn't sound family friendly. I I really really don't. I'm I'm kind of there. We go. So I I want to talk about one that I was attracted to. <laughs> Because of the cast. So I don't know if you saw this one. I'm trying to see if I can pull up the description. I'm on the Hallmark website and it is a mess. So cluttery. It's a movie called Christmas Sale. Did you see this? So (laughs) so the premise is there's um, a single woman who has a, a small child, returns home to look after her estranged father, and she reconnects with her somewhat attractive best friend, and they're also on a boat for some reason. What? <laughs> Is it a houseboat? No. It's like a, a sailboat. That's why it's called Christmas sail. Um, so here's... <laughs> I thought you meant like... A-L-E. Yeah, no, I think it's totally one of those clever plays on words. Oh, um, no, you got me. You got yeah, me good. Christmas sale. But here's here's why I'm excited about it. I need someone to do this edit for me. So okay. it's starring um, Katie Sackoff, who is best known perhaps as playing Starbuck in the re- reimagined um Battlestar Galactica. So yes. if you aren't familiar with Battlestar Galactica, Starbuck is like this foul-mouthed, like very macho-y pilot who's in, who's like a very unlovable but somewhat lovable character. Mm-hmm. So I love that she's the star. And then her father, the actor who plays her father, is Terry O'Quinn, who is perhaps best known for his role on Lost, where he played John Locke. So I'm just like... I just am thinking it's like John Locke and Starbuck <laughs> on a sailboat. And so I'm here for it. Yo, if someone with the time could make that happen for yeah, Danny. Yeah, if you can make that at it. It would um, be a Christmas miracle. Yeah. I mean, because I can't think of two people who don't embody Christmas vibes more than Locke <laughs> and Starbuck. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I just, I just love it. But like, like I said, we, it's the push of saying that once again, I'm not seeing a lot of diversity, which is why we talked about this so many years ago. I know, I think there was a, a bigger push. And so we actually talked about how um, there's, uh, when you went to Hallmark, they basically had, you know, this whole tiling of all of the new movies that they had that they were mm. going to be producing that year. And we can actually physically point out and with fingers left over count on one hand that who they featured as people of color on the end this year. Now, granted, the site is a hot mess. I'm sorry. I'm no web designer, but it's, it's a lot of ads and it's really hard to find things, but I'm it's kind of the same thing. I'm not seeing a lot of diversity from their main characters. They do a really good job of kind of put who's featured front mm. and center and I'm not I'm not seeing it. Okay, oh Christmas in Harmony. I saw one of people of color on the on the cover. Oh Let's yeah, see. a majestic Christmas is another one. Okay. So here's one that I thought sounded promising until you looked at the cast. 
The description is, Maya and Alex, old friends from high school, work together over Christmas to sell his uncle's Mexican bakery, famous for its gingerbread cookies that the patrons believe Grant wishes. It's called oh. Gingerbread Miracle. And I'm like, why Why include that it's a Mexican bakery in there when it's just white people in this yeah. movie? I'm like, maybe his uncle is played by a Latino guy, hopefully a Mexican Latino guy and not someone from like Ecuador or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, you know, and, and this is one of our issues, I think, with these Hallmark movies is anytime there is an attempt to include some sort of diversity. It really is this very, and pardon the metaphor as I have cookies on my mind, but it's like icing on it. Mm -hmm. It's like not actually like of any substance or of uh, any consequence to the story itself, right? It's just like, we'll throw in the word Mexican here. We'll cast a black person as the best friend. We'll, you know, do these very minimal sorts of things to include a little bit more diversity. And then the worst part is people get pissed about that. And not because mm -hmm. it's like surface level, but because they just want it to be totally whitewashed. Mm-hmm. And what that leads to me for a network that puts family values and wanting to be family-centered focus that there is no room in the average American family for diversity, for people who look different, for people whose lives are centered around different uh, values and morals. It's just it's just interesting. Yeah. And I and I think sorry to interrupt, but I mm -hmm. think this is the perfect place to interject this, something that I teased you with, Tamika, mm. before we started. I know. Um, so I think a lot of people and probably a lot of our listeners, when they hear this, they think, well, you know, most people aren't that way. Like, you know, I don't know anyone who's like that. This seems like an extreme, like only extremists feel this way and like hardly anyone actually feels this way. But but it's not true. Like there is a growing in the same way that we saw in the Trump era. Uh, there is like a growing vocal minority who feel this way and i think as you know as we get more divided uh people kind of latch on to these things and things just get grosser and grosser so i came across this blog i'm not going to share the address here but i'm sure anyone who wants to find it can find it i just mm -hmm. do not feel like giving these people a platform more than what i'm going to already say about them so I came across this blog that is all about Christmas movies and all about Hallmark movies in particular. And they had a, a post last month about a very particular Hallmark movie called Christmas in My Heart, which, surprise, surprise, I haven't seen. I haven't heard of. Um, <laughs> but it's an older one. Um, the... The description is, violinist Beth returns home after the recent death of her mother and tutors the daughter of a reclusive country music star to prepare her for her upcoming holiday concert. Right? Seems, mm. seems innocuous enough, whatever. Mm -hmm. Same description as eight other Hallmark movies. Uh, but I think the... This person talking about it claims, let me let me just read you this first sentence and get your feelings, Damika. Get oh, ready. I'm so scared. Hallmark continues to make diversity a priority over good storytelling, which means their virtue singling has 
transformed once wholesome movies into racist programming. <laughs> the article goes on to talk about um, <laughs> critical race theory um, and how this is this is wrong because you know there there's characters. It's talking about it's taboo for two people of the same race to fall in love because the two main characters are white. Um, the, the reclusive country music star was previously married to a black woman who died um, and they have a biracial child. So the main kid of the movie is biracial. They go on to say they compare this poor little girl's hair to a chia pet um Ooh. yeah and and they talk about how it, and they finish the article with like a hallmark forgets the iconic and wise statement of dr martin luther king jr where he acknowledges people should be judged on the content of their character and not the color of their skin and they also talk about how this mixed race child is completely what do they say this hodgepodge of diversity is not relatable. Real life does not look like this to most of us. Ooh. So thoughts, Tamika? <laughs> you know what's so funny about this is that they thought they were doing something. Do you, do you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I think they thought they were trying to be an ally. I think they thought like, oh, you know, this is supposed to be about the content and not about color. I guarantee the writer of this particular blog, they don't see color, do they? They would they would probably claim very much that they do not see color. This is the damage, right? Hallmark is fine. Watch, enjoy it. But what I am saying, think about those who are ingesting it and taking that and holding that as the standard. I'm sorry. I was so triggered by Chia Pet as someone who was called that a good portion of their life because of their hair. I guarantee they probably thought, well, I was just saying it wasn't, it wasn't kept and it didn't look, no, no, it didn't meet your expectations of what that looks like. And, and having people uh, of the, of the same race fall in love, just so oozing with sarcasm. And it is just, that, that's a hot mess, a absolute hot, hot mess. And to think of what, what really struck me is talking about kind of getting away from the message of, of, of Hallmark and good storytelling and what they're saying is saying that good storytelling cannot revolve or centered around diversity. Yeah. Because and life it's like, doesn't look that way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like, you know, and in the end, it's still a movie where two white people fall in love with each other. Yeah. And they're still mad about it. And they're like, still mad. I don't I don't know. Like I said, when upon hearing it, I'm like, I think they thought they were for diversity, but I think they were saying of like it was obviously forced. But we're here to tell you that when you're first trying to enter in diversity of something like Hallmark movies, like it's not going to be great at first by any means. You know, it's because they don't have writers and producers and editors and makeup artists who are also of color who know. Anytime people try to start adding in diversity at first, I whole well expected it to always be garbagey. That, yeah. but th I, that's just what I've come to. I love for my mind to be changed as time goes by, right? This, however, it's it just like I said, it just proves that 
it still feels like the majority of people do want the world to be centered around their own experience. And mm-hmm. their experience does not include people who look like me and my family. And that's really hard to just sit down and cuddle up with a warm blanket and enjoy these movies fully well knowing that people think that this is the epitome of family and togetherness is whiteness. And that that's hard when you have a multiracial family because that leaves m- some of us out, you yeah. know? So. Yeah. Oh, man. Gross. Yeah. And so we have we have this sort of reaction to the Hallmark movies, which we already have discussed. We find a little problematic in the fact that they aren't diverse and they're trying to be diverse. But we want we want to see that envelope pushed further. Um, And I. You know, we, we've talked a lot about like not wanting to yuck people's yums on the show. And yeah. and as you've already said, like. If you enjoy watching them, watch these movies for sure. I can really understand how they are kind of a relaxing way to kind of turn off your brain and enjoy. They're very formulaic. Like we've talked about, um, particular with with high anxiety, it's like really Mm. comfortable to watch something so formulaic. Um, But when we're talking about you know, the representation and and what these movies are like, I think there is a problem in that they kind of all center around this like hearkening of this idea of like return to small town America. Like we need to reject the cosmopolitan. We need to reject the big life. We need to reject like these worldly views and like go back to our heart, our home, our tiny towns. Um, And not to say that there's anything wrong with living in a small town like i don't live in a big big city uh but i think it is as with the make america great again mentality yeah. it's like hearkening back to something that didn't exist and when we watch these movies um like a struggling musician just barely getting by in his two-story five-bedroom house like is not <laughs> realistic right like and so it's hearkening back to these non-realistic things already um and so i think that that's kind of what we're pushing against a little bit with this as well it's not just the lack of representation but how it is glorifying a world that doesn't exist and has never existed. Um, and the sad part is people don't like the diversity. They don't like the pushing against this. They don't like the inclusion of like Hanukkah movies. Um, Ooh, girl, not enough time to even begin on on the absence. Or I guess they're, they're, they had a, a literal sprinkle. Yeah. They've got they've got one or two hiding in there. Yeah, and it looks like they did cast Jewish people in these Hanukkah movies. Hanukkah movies that are about finding Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> uh but but there has been we teased sharing about this new network and their 12 Christmas movies coming out this year. So the former a former exec of Hallmark left Hallmark and this whole thing around the controversy a few years ago around two women kissing in a commercial and it not being family values. Girl, don't get me started. Ooh. I don't understand why like two people in love kissing in a very PG manner isn't family values regardless of gender, but 
you know, we all know it's code for hetero whiteness as family mm-hmm. values. So he started his own, he bought out, he bought out <laughs> a couple of networks and started his own network and is launching this year's like great American Christmas or whatever. And it's like an even more sterilized hallmark. Ooh. All white, all straight, all Christian, all Christmas, all small town, all those things. I I don't know what – and maybe – here's the thing. This world does exist in these little pockets of the world where they do not include brownness, blackness, queerness, fatness, brokenness. Like <laughs> – like right. people people who aren't religious like there 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 are pockets in America where this life does exist and i don't like admitting it but it does it, you have to purposely be seeking that life but but they do but the vast majority even if they like it or not, have this exposure into the real world. And like we said before, there's nothing inherently wrong of this. Like if you feel the real world is just too much, but what's like, what are you escaping from? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to exclude? Like, what is the escape from is, is, is from that, from that exposure, from the BIPOC community, from the queer community. Like what, what about it? Are you trying to escape from like, why are you so afraid? Like, what are you, this making of the network and protecting morals and family values? Like, what are you so ultimately so afraid of? And I'm sorry, it is racism. It is homophobia. It is transphobia. It is holding up Christendom as the end all be all. It, it's so blatant in this sheltering and protecting and, and making this sterilized version of Christmas as the epitome of the goal. And it's it went from something that could have been very, oh, here's a couple of these movies. They're quaint. They're nice. Like you said, they're formulaic to something that's actually quite damaging because that Anything that's time that's a uh, anytime you hail something as the ultimate, you demonize something else. It is it's it's one movement, right? And it's it's what we talked about with the Disney, right? Mm-hmm. We you and I grew up on Disney, and we really enjoy it. We just want to be included in it. We want to see ourselves in it because there's things about us that I think are are lovely and that should be celebrated that are just as heartwarming, that have as much value, that has just as much moral fiber, if you will, that that should be included. Like you said, like a, a, a same sex couple kissing and or you know even being married and having a lovely family. Like what what's not PG about that? You know, it's yeah. it, it, to me, it's it's just it's your own distortion of reality that is actually really frightening. It's really terrifying. What do you think they're doing? Sacrificing chickens behind the house? Like, What do you think is happening? It's crazy. Right. Yeah. And I mean, they're sure there are plenty of queer people who live a life like outside of the mainstream and there's plenty of people in general who live a life outside of the mainstream but that doesn't mean that there isn't like queer people and BIPOC people who live kind of this mainstream stereotypical American life and I don't I don't see the problem (laughs) in exposing larger audiences to that, especially under the guise of something so formulaic, right? Like if if you really need to watch something like this straightforward to relax, cool. I'm just asking for a little bit more diversity in the casting, the content, and the crewing of this. And I don't think it's unreasonable 
But I have to also reckon with and recognize that a lot of the audience does find it unreasonable. And that, I think, speaks more to the issues of our society than than like these extremists that we mm-hmm. see. Like, um, you know, we see fucking literal white supremacists murder people and then get off. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yes, that is a huge problem. But like, where does that come from? Like, we can sh- trace that lineage back and I know it, it sounds like over the top to trace it back to Hallmark movies, but I'm saying it's all the same underlying issue. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we're challenging people is to get to the why. Get to the why. Keep asking why until you really get down to the heart of the issue. Because you're talking about when people enjoying it and they, they do find this. And when there's any kind of change, they accuse it of being pandering. Right. People throw pandering around, girl. (laughs) They will throw pandering around like they've got it to spare. Anytime they have any kind of diversity or change, you are pandering to the demands. You are pandering for that. And I do not understand why it's not including even at worst accommodating like you know i i I wish i wish it was pandering i do i really really i would love to be pandered to like give me some like brown queer content like pander to me please can you imagine like a beautiful like cityscape queer love story that ends in like a beautiful drag feast out in the woods like pander to me Please, I would love to know what it's like to be to be catered to. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think it'd be so great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I wish that was the case, but I think when people see themselves not in the center, they do feel attacked, and they have this moment of being excluded. And once again, that fear of their way of life and their views and what they are like are 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 being attacked and being lessened. And once I'm sorry, as like everyone thinks it's not Hallmark's fault, but what I'm saying is they've got so much money, power, influence, and exposure. And like Danny said at the very top, and it's like such a great place to kind of revert it back. It is one of the biggest networks for our demographic as women. Yeah. So we are gonna hold them accountable. We we are going to demand that it you do better. <laughs> Short and simple. Like just please, like do do better if you enjoy it that's great but also we need your help to also demand that they do better as well right and and i feel like the tides are changing ever so slowly um they do have like new leadership in place and they have black women in leadership now so i'll i'll be curious to see what the 42 movies of 2022 look like <laughs> oh girl you know they're going for 45 you you know <laughs> <laughs> the 50 days of christmas <laughs> someone just brings like it's like a pumpkin they just like open up like surprise <laughs> i mean that's how it is like in england because they don't have thanksgiving as that speed bump so girl like it's honestly like, can we can we wrap up the the Halloween candy? We got Christmas trees coming in today, so oh man, uh, that just really got me into the festive mood. Danny, should should we get happy? Yes, let's let's head to our happy place. Thank you.
Rika, what's your happy place? Is it is it Christmas theme? <laughs> <laughs> actually, it might it might be. It is. It actually it very very much is. And I I'm on. I'll I'll be quick. It's two. Uh, one I found out, and it's hard because no one can duplicate it. But just knowing it makes me happy. And honestly, it made me think of you. So it's a very Danny centered yes. happy place today. Uh, the McAllister House from Home Alone is now an Airbnb. Did you see this? I saw that. Yeah. And just knowing out there that one day Danny and I could clean up a lot of like paint cans and (laughs) army men. No, 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 leave them. It's the aesthetic. I'm into it. (laughs) Just make sure you turn off all the heated doorknobs. Like I'm not into that. So it's um just like I could have meant you and I will be in the attic somewhere. Make sure no one wets the bed. Yeah, I was gonna say Fuller's not sleeping on my bed. (laughs) Just live the whole fantasy in this house that's probably bigger than I could still ever dream of ever living in. I'm I'm sure we can't (laughs) we can't even afford the Airbnb. Um but what a dream. What a dream, Tamika. Could you imagine Christmas twenty twenty two? We wake up in the McAllister household. I'm just like, my cheekbones hurt from smiling. We'll get like the grossest pizza delivered. Oh, I like, we can dream. So if anyone wants to like financially support Danny and (laughs) Danica. Spending we'll do a, a live night. show. We'll do a live, Ooh. a live from the McAllister house. <gasps> yeah, yeah, we'll do it. You heard it here. We're like pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm just I'm trying to look it up and seeing how how expensive it's it is. Girl, you know, and you know it's going to be booked from here to eternity as uh, well. Yeah. There's like yeah. no way. There is no way anyone is going to be able to like get in quick enough. I I said 2022, but we're probably looking at like 2030. Yeah. I'm I think I'm I think I'm free. So <laughs> <laughs> So there's that and then Danny is also on TikTok with <laughs> I so I'm just putting all your business. She's also on TikTok with her tea advent. I literally she popped up randomly um i'm like oh so not only is it danny's tea advent which makes me and my daughter who's like danny's one of danny's biggest fans um it's so cute uh so we're very excited about that but it's on tiktok she has come down with to the groundlings and it's come down to my level it's like all all levels i started doing this advent calendar i think five years ago on snapchat it's gone snapchat (laughs) instagram tiktok um yeah, welcome. It's dark down here. Yeah, I mean, I imagine I'll be gone again after after my last tea. Is, is... I know she's got a doctorate. She doesn't have time for TikTok. <laughs> I don't even like. It's great. It's absolutely great. So that that is my happy place. Just pressure your friends and send them really irreverent TikToks. Um, I don't get to nearly as much, but when I do, it's just like even friends I don't get to talk to very much. It's so nice just to send them like, this made me think of you. This made me think of you. It always comes in a little flood from you too. You're like three days in a row. Here's a TikTok. (laughs) I love it. I love it because it always builds too. It's (laughs) It's always, it's always pretty much anything. I'm just like, Danny needs to see this. Okay. And then I have to tell myself, Hey, you have to stop to make it and be like, (laughs) Danny's also busy. You also need to stop. So uh, shout out to to my to my homie Richard who got me thoroughly into TikTok because a year ago I also didn't want to. So, you know, the first one's always free. Yeah, I it's just such a time suck. All of it, it is. Such a time it, it absolutely is. But what what is making you happy? You know, I'm going to I'm going to go back to basics here. 
And even though I've done a similar happy place in the past, I'm going to go with my nail polish. Can you see how crazy sparkly this is? <laughs> That's crazy. So did you, is that like, do you have a top coat on that too? So they're like somewhat, she crushed diamonds on top of her. Normally Danny's black. She's normally does like a darker color. Unless for Halloween, he did like a lime green too. But these are like crushed, beautiful, silvery Rayana style diamonds that are like crested on top of her fingertips. She's like these, like these really beautiful, like thinner, longer fingers. And she just gives like graceful forest switch. It's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's like, it, it is seriously the sparkliest glitter I've ever seen in my life. And it, I'm here for it. It's, is it smooth on top? It looks smooth. Yeah, I mean, it. the glitter itself is like, it's a little bumpy, but I put a top coat, so it's mm-hmm. it's smooth. It looks lovely. The, the top coat actually kind of dampened the sparkle a little bit, <laughs> if you could believe it. That is crazy. So Danny and I both talk with our hands a lot. <laughs> and so low key have been getting like these flashes of like diamond fingers, diamond <laughs> fingers. And I'm yeah. I'm not mad about it. <laughs> so if you watch her tea advent, you will see the sparkle. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note, TikTok and in nail polish and McAllister House. Yeah. Um, before before we go though, Demika, I need to know because I know you're a big Christmas person. Um, what is on your Christmas movie to watch list this year? Ooh, you know. Uh, I'm such a traditional claymation Rankin and Bass. Frosty, Rudolph, like it's just when you talk about something that is comfort watching, it's that. I know all the songs. I love making fun of the the stop go animation. It brings me so much joy. Uh, big, 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 massive fan of that. I'm huge. I also, um, hmm, yeah. I also I do Nightmare Before Christmas in between the two holidays yeah. intermittently. It's a good so bridge. That's a really fantastic bridge. And of course, like you talked, Home Alone. You just have to the music. Uh, Carol of um. Carol of the Bells is really, yeah. really great. I because there's words to it. And I think most people don't know there's words to it. Yeah. And you get to hear them in the movie. So big fan. Good. What about you? Um Gremlins. So good. That's like a classic Christmas movie that doesn't, oh, get, that doesn't get its place on the mantle. Um, it should. It totally should. It's really super cute. Yeah, yeah. I think I it's it's time to watch some Gremlins. Um, I think I would also like to, if I could hunt it down. I haven't looked yet, um, but Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, a good classic. Always. Wait, that's our Christmas Eve tradition. Is Muppet Christmas Carol? That is. It is so revered and respected that it's like has a special date and time. It's a good one. Muppets. The there. There's always. There's a Muppet for all occasions. <laughs> and with that nugget of joy, that should carry you through. If Hallmark has got you down, watch a Muppet. Yeah. Love Muppets. 
All right, y'all, we are going to wrap this up, but we would love to hear what your Christmas traditions are or your other holiday traditions are, whatever holidays you choose to celebrate or not celebrate uh, this month. Let us know all the movies we should be watching. Um, mm. And if there's any any of the Hallmark movies are good and are worth a, yeah. a closer look, definitely let us know. We you will can totally us- somehow watch it. <laughs> yes, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> you can reach us via email by racialunicorns at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram at biracialunicorns, and we're on Twitter at biracialmagic. We just want to show some extra gratitude, especially during this time of year, to Dolly Pop Art, who's done our very iconic unicorn photo. Please go follow her on social media. She's done some uh, great things. Is she doing things for the, for the holidays? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll have to look. She's she's a pretty holiday person. She like she feels holidays deeply. Like you're you two are sisters in that sense. <laughs> so I'm telling you, any excuse to have festive food, honestly. Uh, we also want to give a huge shout out to So Smith Photography, who's done some photos for us. I just got her calendar. I'm waiting till I'm done with school to open it as a treat. Uh, you know, motivation, right? I'm so excited. It's going to be lovely. And also a huge uh, thanks to Joseph Scott, who's done our intro and outro music that It takes a village and for these people to uh, give of their time and their talent to help us means so, so much to us. And I'm just so, so grateful for any of those who have uh, donated to buying us a coffee, uh, just giving us some financial coin just to keep the lights on. We really appreciate that and show a massive amounts of gratitude as well. Yeah. And just shameless self-promotion here (laughs) as as the the year wraps up. I know people are thinking about donating and giving back, and we would gladly accept anything that you want to throw at us. Um, yeah, not tax deductible, but still think of us. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just in your in your wanderings of good deeds, right? Uh, and please, while you're there, we would love to have a, a review. It just lets us know how we're doing. It helps us take a pulse, and it helps us push us through the algorithm machine, doesn't it? Like give really positive super high amounts of stars and that also helps us as well Uh, we're just like we're always amazed at the amount of like support people who write in people who comment and give us questions and suggestions mean so much to a podcast just run by two two women who are working it real hard yeah Yeah. and so if you need to find any of these things we just talked about once again hit hit those show notes if you don't know how to find show notes we've heard this from people too um you can always go to uh the website where our podcast lives biracialunicorns.pinecast.co um and all the show notes are there as well Ooh, that's a really good point. Right on. Yeah, I just thought, I don't know why we haven't said that for like the last 154 episodes. Um, <laughs> when you say it like that, it sounds... <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. Um, happy holidays. We'll be back next week with a special uh, Christmas <laughs> mini so that may or may not be Christmas related. TBD. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks with another full episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Peace. And jingle all the way out. All the way. <laughs>